0: Ready to rise through the ranks of the online marketing hierarchy? Take some notes from the original royals of revenue, the The internet traffic kings. Kings. We're about to open up a treasure chest of knowledge from the best of the best. With your hosts, Kevin the Goodfather, D. Vincenzi, the original Big Faboon,
1: John Fondy, and the ultimate compliance conciliary, Attorney Bennett Kelly. In three, two, one. Hey, and once again, welcome to another episode of Internet Traffic Kings. I'm the big fat boo, John Fondy, and we're broadcasting from the campus of UNLV right here in fabulous Las Vegas. And I'll tell you, it's been hot up here, a little bit smoky. But I'll tell you, we're gonna keep it hot and smoky as we put put this show on the plate. And of course, we're talking about the Click Father,
0: Kevin Divincenzi. Good to see you, Kevin. Good to see you, John
1: you know yeah, so uh, i don't
0: know you're saying it's hot there it's been uh, malibu was 111 on uh, saturday and they don't really have ac any of the um the homes along the coast um they don't put air conditioning in the units so uh you know a couple days out of the year it gets pretty hot so we actually escaped to a hotel for the weekend you know saturday morning i saw it was going to be 111 so i was like well let me find a hotel and as i was looking online and talking to them uh, to see what their what their pool situation was like. We're uh, selling. Uh, booked it and got there. And they're like, oh, sorry. Uh, a kid pooped in the pool. The pool's closed today anyway. I'm like, you got to be kidding. I'm like, all right. Well, at least we have tomorrow, you know, Sunday. And they're like, yep, you have to uh, reserve a slot. So two-hour slots. You have to go early in the morning, stand in line. This is for the hotel pool. Reserve a slot. And then they'll let you in. You know, I don't know Absolute that... Uh,
1: I don't know that Motel 6 is the best place to go these days,
0: you know. Yeah, no, they're moving on up, John. You know, they're they're moving on up for sure. Uh so
1: that's kind of like a scene out of Caddyshack then, I think.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Plus the the hotel had bed bugs. So I came back with all these little bites. So it was great. Little, little uh something to go home.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's and I, I kind of had a day like that where everything I touched yesterday. Um I went to fries. Of course, fries is practically closed, you know. Right. Um, then i went uh to the apple store the apple store is closed closed and, yeah uh, you know then um then I went to do a run an errand and and uh, and the guy was out to lunch I had a sign in the window and stuff and then I had to get a printer ink and i forgot to bring the printer cartridge with me so I couldn't get the
0: printer ink and stuff you know so you know not 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 to not to come off topic but uh with your with your printer uh what do I have here? I have an h p uh, office jet and basically you buy the printer, it's on Amazon, it's about $400, and the printer connects to HP, and you just pay a monthly fee for about how many pages you're going to print, and they send you the ink. So I pay like $3.95 a month, and they know when the ink's going low, and I already have a new package waiting for me. Great great system. Um,
1: wow, well, that is pretty good, isn't it? Wow, not that yeah. that's off topic. Not that we ever have any no. topics anyway. No, of course
0: not. But just I, we're just winging it, John.
1: Well, just think of how many people are watching this information now that are going to go, "Hey, I, I never knew that." So uh,
0: I know I should give them an affiliate link, right?
1: Yeah. So we we bring them. We bring them. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, a lot of talk, um, you know, out there. You know about master classes that are taking place, and you're seeing all kinds of master classes popping up. Absolutely. And we've been kind of, we were the kind of the creators of master classes way back ten years ago when we did our original radio show, and then we started doing the show. And and I was talking to our technical director, and we realized that we started this show at the start of the pandemic, and uh, and we're still doing it now, basically six months into it. You know, episode twenty-five. And uh, our ratings are pretty phenomenal,
0: aren't they? No, r- ratings are great. And, you know, if you go to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars. That helps it; the algorithm share it with more people. So that's awesome. And YouTube uh, views are still, you know, going strong. You know, approximately 10,000 every week. Some weeks, 17, 18,000, all organic. Um, so, yeah, no, it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, people enjoy watching it. So we're going to keep delivering. Yeah,
1: and they're digging the Spotify. And they're digging the uh, yeah. The, the, you know, our Facebook and the and our Internet Traffic Kings website and stuff like that. So it's like you can get there any way any way you want to, but uh, it's people out there that really make the show. We get great comments and stuff like that, and and uh, and so here's a here's a master class. This would probably cost somebody thirty five hundred to fifty five hundred dollars to take this class. And At least this is a summertime gift that we're going to throw out there, you know, and right. so. Just put a little bow around your neck there and, Just, and uh, yeah. we'll kind of get it done. Now, you've been in this business for 24 years. You know? That's correct. Does it,
0: does it seem like it was yesterday when you started into it? No, not really, because I've gone through so many different iterations of what the business looks like. Um, I, It's constantly changing and evolving. So now it doesn't. Uh, it feels like 20, probably feels like 50 years.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. More like that. And yeah. uh, and we've been through, through every spectrum of uh, the young kids getting into the ball game to the seasoned yeah. professionals. We've been through. We've been through the lawsuits, we've been through the legal hassles, we've been through the arrests, we've been through, everybody's got a tale to tell out there, and, but Kevin, you really kind of kept I, things on the straight and narrow, and yeah, you know, I, I, think I, I thought we weren't
0: going to talk was. about your arrest, John, but I mean, now, now that you put it out there, you know, um,
1: well, yeah, it's difficult, <laughs> they were going to build a school within 500 yards of my house, and something kind of came up, so we didn't do that, <laughs> but uh, uh,
0: but no, listen. It's 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 all knowledge, right, John? The more knowledge you can get, and especially in this this day of age, um, and a lot of people are doing programmatic buys, so they they're letting the computer do all the learning and what have you. We're one of the last agencies doing everything manually. All our bid adjustments, everything is done manually. So I'm sitting there, feeling the campaign, understanding what's happening, checking stats constantly. I mean, it's it's part for the adrenaline rush, but also because I feel that I can still. Make adjustments in real time, where an algorithm is going to take hours to make the adjustment.
1: Well, and you not know, only that, uh, that algorithm, if it makes the wrong adjustment or, or gets hacked, in some oh, way, you're responsible for it.
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, there's been we've tried a lot of different AI sims and got disastrous results because you're absolutely right. Um, if the parameters aren't perfect, or they 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 need a long level to um, to to learn. Whereas, you know, I can start a campaign and within the first hundred dollars or two hundred dollars, I can tell you if it may be a winner or not. Or sometimes it might just be a winner right off the bat. When you're talking about programmatic, they'll say, oh, yeah, we'll just let it run for two weeks. And in this business, I don't have two weeks to see if something's going to win or lose. I mean, I know literally within hours I launched a campaign yesterday um, and did a almost like a programmatic boo boo. Um, I, I put the budget at thousand dollars, not thinking that Google can spend two times that according to their rules, Dropped my daughter off at her mom's house, came back an hour later and spent $2,000. So, uh, that's literally within a little bit over an hour. Um, so all you can do at that point is just learn from that and say, okay, so I spent 2000 an hour by 24 hours means I can spend 48,000 a day on this campaign. What can I learn from it? Which I did and we've adjusted and we're already profitable on day two, which is phenomenal. Um, but, uh, yeah, no programmatic for us.
1: Well, and and I think that's, do you think that's more old school? Do you think more people have been around for a while are doing it that way? Or does it go 50, 50?
0: Or is it now that there's, there's there's only a few of us. Yeah. There's only a few of us left that are still doing actual manual adjustments. Most people are, uh, just letting it roll. Right. So, but the difference is they might squeeze out 20% return on investment where I feel I like can squeeze out double, if not triple that by doing it by hand. But, you know, it's, it's a big commitment. I mean, you know, you, you're constantly either on a computer or on your phone, making big adjustments and adjusting in real time, because when you're buying traffic, it's an auction. So you're buying in a real time environment. So John pays a dollar a click. I'm paying a dollar one a click. John comes back at a dollar two a click. So you really have to understand what's happening and it changes by the day of the week, the hour. There's so many different variables um, that you need to understand when you're doing this and how you're buying.
1: Well, and then there's so many other uh, of kind of personal algorithms you've got to put in there. You know, what the cost per customer acquisition is going to be, what that Sure,
0: that sure. So those goals. But right. the further, if you're talking about, let's say, Google or really any buy, you have to think about your audience first. Who is my audience? So if I'm buying, you know, we'll be talking later about Medicare. If I'm buying Medicare calls, obviously I'm targeting only over 65. What else am I targeting? Am I targeting their their demographics? Am I targeting their income range? Am I targeting so many different things? Do I have a like audience that I can put in with it? And that's really how you win at the game is taking all the data that's out there and putting it where it needs to be so that the systems perform properly. You know, if you go to Google right now and just put up, an ad for Medicare 65+, plus, it's going to serve everybody 65+, and you're not going to get the same result. Whereas if you took, let's say, people that cr- filled out Medicare leads three months ago, and you take that file and you bring that into Google, Google can now learn off that and build a like audience. Same thing with Facebook, same thing with many platforms. So it's really about data and setting up your hierarchy properly when you set up a campaign.
1: What also seems like a good target would be that person that's 63 or 64 years old because they're really uh, Yeah,
0: that's called aging in. So 64 and a half is actually, but you'd need the data for that, right? Because Google's not going to give you a um, a target for that. There's a, there's a 65 plus target, but there isn't a 64 and a half. But if you had the proper data, you could then properly target somebody aging in. That is correct.
1: And the other thing is that there's so many- I don't want to call them scams out there, but hustles, if you will, to get people mm-hmm. involved. Um, and, uh, and then you've got information that's out there. The information is all over the place from things like uh, social security age is going to go down. Uh, social security right, is going to be right. bankrupt. Uh, so, you, so you're almost going in having to understand what a lot of these questions are going to be when you no, gather you, that lead. And, you, ha-
0: uh, you have to know all your all your markets and to further talk about data, you know, what I just said, now somebody might go out there and say, oh, well, I can, this guy's willing to sell me a file of, you know, of seniors. So I can just buy that file and put it into Google. Well, if that file is not reputable, A, you have liability where you could, you could be sued if that, if that data wasn't extracted with the proper disclaimers on it. And B, if it's a fake file, you're now putting a fake file into Google trying to get that traffic. It's not going to learn anything. If anything, it's just going to deliver you the wrong traffic. So you have to be really, really careful from the data end as well. because um, there's so many data brokers out there. And if you're not dealing with somebody reputable, you could just totally screw up your campaign. So now your campaign's gonna lose because you put bad data in there.
1: Is is there anything to be said? I mean, is it is it is it okay to buy data, or is most of it? It's a- it's
0: it is okay to buy data, but you have to understand the consumer journey. So, a lot of what we do when we're talking to a publisher. Is let me understand your consumer journey. Let me understand what the publisher what what happens when the consumer goes to your website. What that privacy statement looks like, um, and then where they go from there. What what you know what acknowledgements do they do along the way, etc. Then it's okay. There's two companies out there that that are widely used, Jornea and Trusted Form, and those are two uh, data how could you call them uh, like data guarantee companies where as long as the person that's doing the data has either journey or a trusted form on there, you can then match that record. It's all done with MD5 hash, so you can't. I can't see your record or what have you, but you can check everything to make sure that that is where the data is coming from and that is where uh, the lead is coming from. But it's, it's definitely a lot of work. It's not, uh, you know, it, it's it's part art, part science, but there, there's a lot of work that has to go into it,
1: well, it kind especially of these like,
0: days with the litigation. It kind of sounds to me like that... Uh, that may be a little bit more uh,
1: costly, but uh, in the long run, that's a real strong investment you could make.
0: Well, you know the old adage, garbage in, garbage out. So if you put bad data in, you're going to get bad data out. So it's not it, a record could cost you a penny to five pennies, or if you're getting fresh data like on our Medicare or our health, we'll buy fresh data for a dollar a record. It's just numbers, right? So 100 records is $100, and then you figure out if you can get three sales off that, at $40 a sale, you're at 120 so you're plus 20%. So it's just all mathematical and testing different data. It's just, it's a process. Not making as much money as you want on the net. The Internet Traffic Kings are by far your best bet. 24 years at the top of the game. Spotify and iTunes, look for them by name. New episodes every Thursday. The Internet Traffic Kings.
1: It used to be that uh, elections were won and lost by people that would knock on doors, and they would go out right. and uh, find out information and stuff. But so much of it is now going, uh, you know, through through the internet and using all of this data yep. that we're seeing out there it can make or break a campaign. Absolutely. And uh, in doing so, That's, I yeah. guess you have to have to really ri- realize the people that are working for you because it's an instantaneous world that we're in right now. And you've right. got to be able to verify information. But not only, I, I encourage my people to start a positive campaign before you're forced to correct a negative campaign. And uh, we can now kind of do that with professionals like
0: yourself absolutely i know that a lot of the uh traffic sources i know twitter facebook um are doing um censoring as much as they can as far as political political ads um so that the the election's not skewed but at the end of the day you have to be a smart a smart consumer and understand what you're reading and and know that a lot of it may be biased i, I don't care if you're a republican democrat or independent, there's a lot of, you know, biased data out there and you just don't want to fall into that trap. You know, I, I see it all the time. And, you know, are people like, well, I believe it cause I saw it on Snopes, you know um, but if you ever want to see the history, you know, Google history of Snopes and you'll, you'll see a different story and I don't know how credible you'll think they are after that. Well, I, I think that's
1: true. And they, they started out in the business as being very credible and uh, yeah, then again, data and information came out, and we slowly started to find out a little more what. They from what were I understand,
0: about. Snopes verifies their data by going to Google. So if Google is biased, so is Snopes. Just yeah. that's 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 from what I understand. So then you might as well check Google and see whatever they are going to filter to you as far as a, a result. And I'm not saying that Google is filtering anything. I'm saying do your own research. <laughs> we'll leave it there, being that we don't have Bennett on the on the. Uh, show today because he's on vacation. I don't want to get myself in trouble, so we'll leave it there.
1: Well we'll just we'll leave it at that. So um are, do uh, you know as you're kind of going through all this stuff do do keywords play, in, play into this uh this uh equation a lot and do and is it is that picking your keywords as important as, as your whole campaign
0: keywords are absolutely if you're talking about search keywords are the the meat of the whole campaign. And that's where a lot of thought comes in because you need to figure out, okay, forget about what I'm going to search for. What is John going to search for? What is John's wife going to search for? And start coming up with the phrases that you feel people are going to search for. Because also since you're in a competitive landscape in auction, it's very easy. Let's just say we're doing uh, motor vehicles, uh, motor vehicle accidents. That's one of our big campaigns right now. Um, so car accident, car accident, lawyer, you know, crash accident, lawyer, all those general ones, the major law firms are bidding those to a hundred dollars a click, $120 a click. So now I've got to think outside the box. What else is somebody going to put in? So John, what would you put in for, uh, for you got into a car accident, you're looking for legal representation. What would you put in Google?
1: I'd probably put in something that would be like, uh, uh, personal injury uh, experts.
0: Okay. I'll add that keyword right now. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so different, different people are going to choose different things. And if you can get those long tails, meaning the, the keywords that are not as popular, but they're going to be bid a lot less. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be able to, so instead of competing against the big dogs and paying $120 a click, I might pay like today, I'm averaging $10 a click, just still high, but at $10 a click, I can be very profitable in the campaign. Mm-hmm. Had I gone against the big guys with those main keywords, I'd be paying the $120 a click. It'll never work for me.
1: And so uh, and
0: they've, they've got the ammunition to continuously outbid you. And uh, they've got... Well, the- it's not just that. They're the end user, right? So forget about my 20, 30, 40% that I'm trying to make on the campaign. They can consume a lot more. They can reinvest that 20 to 40% directly. So absolutely. They've got, they've got a much bigger gain. You know, I may get call it, you know, a hundred dollars on every call. Each call that converts for them may be worth, you know, $10,000. Right. I mean, that's why you see all those big billboards in Vegas, right. And all over LA as well. That's true. And it seems like now when you just look at what is,
1: or sort of what is hot out there right now. So a lot of people that are concerned with opening their businesses because of the legal ramifications of of COVID and the diseases and stuff. And so I'm hearing a lot of buzz out there of, of how, how can we protect those business owners and get things cranking a little bit more, not only for them, but also, you know, set the, set the scale a little bit for those employees that are just going in and looking for a, a slip and fall paycheck or something like that.
0: Yeah, you know, I, me- I mentioned before, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, lawsuits that are going to come out, mostly class actions. And again, this is just my personal opinion, in regards to the way a lot of this stuff is being handled, not really from the employers, but more from the consumer end. Um, as far as sporting events, not returning, you know, ticket prices, I heard that the, you know, the, there's some challenges with the Raiders as well. Now, you know, the games aren't going off, but you know, people still paid for their tickets. Um And uh, I think that's going to eventually spur into a bunch of these class action lawsuits, which, you know, I I don't know a legal right that they have uh, that's buried in their contract, unless they say it's an act of God, to take people's money. And just from a a business standpoint, how can you do that? You know, it's kind of like we spoke to uh, Marketing Meathead a few weeks ago. Uh And he he said, you know, I returned everybody's money from the pools, right? Um, Well, yeah, he said he
1: almost uh, went out of business doing the right thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But that, but that's, but that is the right thing. I mean, it's you're you're paying for a service, and if you're not provided that service, why should you then lose that money? You know, so it's uh, we're we're still headed for a very interesting time. I, I believe it's gonna you're gonna see a lot of different lawsuits come up and different things happen, and you know, and changing the landscape too. You know, I sent you that uh, that that uh, that video on Vegas. I mean, a lot of the businesses that are open. Uh, are struggling and they're struggling more because most people don't want to travel. So now they're, they're attracting less of a consumer that doesn't gamble and, you know, just creates havoc. So that's going to be a, you know, a major, a major problem for them.
1: Well, um, yeah. And it's, uh, and uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a two way street as well, the way that it's being handled from the top down and the bottom yeah, up. Uh, right. And, and every city has got their challenges, but you sure. know, I think, I think doing the right thing for the, for the people is probably the good place to start. And, uh, and so, yeah, we're seeing things still kind of weird here, you know, in, in Las Vegas and, uh, and people are playing the price game, which is, I don't think the way to go because I really don't think it, it it attracts the type of tourist or the type of customer that I want to be around. And so. Well,
0: that's the thing, right? So, so the wind uh, labor day weekend had rooms at $80 I heard. So, the, the wind standard rate on the labor day would be 600 plus. So at $80, you are going to get, you know, a different element of people and not not good nor bad. It's just, it, it's a totally different landscape. Um, and the, the, the city's uh, driven on gambling. So if these people aren't gambling as well, then, you know, it's it's not really, at $80, I don't think the wind makes any money on that room. By the time they pay the, I think it's, I think the union, Right. So they pay their housekeeping and everything else. What are they gonna? What are they gonna net on that room? You know, plus um, wear and tear, or what have you? So,
1: well, yeah, I think it's just one of those things where somewhat of a lost leader. Uh, that I'm finding now in many cases what the pricing, the rooms, the um, uh, the uh, the the bed tax is actually more than the actual cost of the room
0: now. Right.
1: And, uh, right. And people, but they don't advertise that, and so I think right. it creates a lot of. You know, you know, you're paying $19 for a room, but you're paying $35 in taxes.
0: Oh, the, the resort fees. Yes. right? Yeah, the daily resort fee. Yeah, they started that years ago. Um, I also heard that they were going to eliminate uh, the paid parking in Vegas, which I don't even know why they even did that to start with.
1: Yeah, they they have now. They realized it was it was a bad thing to do. Yeah, for sure. It, was, uh, it really caused a lot of bad blood, not necessarily from the tourists, but from the locals here because, for you sure. know. You know, you go, uh, you know, you go and want to play poker for a couple of hours and it costs you $20 to park. And it's like, why, right. you know, why bother and stuff like that. And uh, so, yeah, we're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of the, the parking fees that go away now, which everybody's everybody is doing that. And they're all trying to help each other out. Uh, some some major grumbling's going on in the visitors and convention bureau here a little some shakeups going on with that well they
0: they built that new convention center too right
1: yeah that's right behind the link uh, the yeah. big ferris wheel i've yep. been in there it's one of the most magnificent structures i've ever seen kevin it's absolutely really? amazing it's just amazing you know it's it's sad that they took the time with nothing going on to build it Sure. Now it's built and it's open, and uh, and you can't use it if you will. But it's right. it's it's and and conventions are were such a big big thing here.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, and also, I just heard by the time of this broadcast that they're moving NFR to uh, Texas.
0: I saw that. Yep somebody somebody sent me a text this morning.
1: And so that so no, that no, was a no cowboy
0: was, Christmas in Vegas.
1: Nope, that's all gone now. Kevin, I don't know if you you remember this but I want to say maybe like eight to 10 years ago, you were still here in Las Vegas when -hmm. they decided they were going to, they were going to uh, move that rodeo, I think to Florida. Mm -hmm. Yep. And what ended up taking place was all the West coast Cowboys and organizations decided they would start their own NFR and cater to the Western region because a lot of people didn't want to go all the way to Florida. And probably within six months, uh NFR said, we're just kidding, we're just kidding. We're gonna we're gonna stay in Las <laughs> Vegas. But uh it, it's a, and I, I it's expensive uh, to do anything in Las Vegas and it still is. And I, I think Well that's, and
0: that's gonna be interesting because now with them moving to Texas, what happens next year, even if the countries open back up, do they go back to Vegas because it was more expensive or do they stick where they are? I mean that that's really you're gonna see a lot of shifting happening where people, you know, and Just generally in the convention space, you know, you know, Salesforce can be like, well, why are we spending, you know, $2 million to do our Salesforce convention when we could just do it virtually and, you know, for $10,000, right? Yeah, that's Um, true. Hey, speaking of virtual, have you spoken to D-Money in a while? I haven't actually. Um, I spoke to him probably about three weeks ago. I know that he was planning another trade show, but I haven't uh, virtual trade show. I haven't uh, touched base with him. I need to. Yeah sure. so I mean I think uh, he put a lot of work
1: into that and really it came out really well really really well the speaker lineup that he had was one of the most phenomenal fabulous absolutely people that I have have, have dealt with over the time and yeah. and I've also found Kevin like yourself the experts are the coolest people to work with they don't have egos oh, they just do their job and and one of the things we've encouraged the, the people that are going to do and be on this show is uh, they all want to give back. It's like, hey, I'm not doing anything. Call me. Let me give you some advice. Let me get you right. started on the right track and stuff. And we've seen
0: that from everybody that's been on the show. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, and I was thinking the a regular trade show, everybody will sign up for the classes and all the different uh, things on the venue and then not show up. So you see a little bit of that online as well. So you just have to adjust for that. I mean, and I'm guilty of that too, right? If I, if I sign up for a virtual trade show, I've signed up for a ton of them. But then you get busy, then you're like, you know what? Maybe I'll put it up on this screen. Maybe maybe I'll just look at this one. So it, it's it's uh, it's definitely an adjustment. Um, but you know, with technology these days, you can virtually be everywhere. They're doing CES online, which is going to be really interesting.
1: Yeah, that's that's going to be weird, and that was a that was a, a big problem for Las Vegas here because that was oh, for sure that was the biggest one that was the big the big daddy and uh, yeah. and they they came out with that formal announcement uh yeah. about a month ago that they were going to do it and you literally could hear uh this this sigh of agony uh over the entire city because it right. meant it meant so much to to you know everybody here and uh and just the little guys and the big guys and everybody profit sure show
0: that was the start of the year you start with ces and then roll right into super bowl so you've got two really big big events
1: well yeah and like you like you said you 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 back into that with christmas going on and the holiday season here which is good for tourism and and uh you know we've got uh you know the you know you've got the rodeo that's that's in the last part of the year as well and then ces you know, you can almost get back to break even at the end of CES if you right. had a bad year. And We're not going to see that anymore. No, no. I think that I think with uh, with D Money, one of the one of the leg ups that he had is he's got, been throwing such a successful affiliate ball that
0: mm-hmm. people
1: know him for that, and they know right. that that's how, how it's going to be. And and there's a lot of not so good virtual trade shows out there as well. Sure. Uh, I think uh, I think he did well for his, his first one.
0: Absolutely, yeah. He did. I think he did great. You did as well, John. I know he hired you as a co-host and you were awesome.
1: I did as well. So give us the insight of what paper call is all about.
0: Sure, John. So paper call is when an action is derived from somebody either getting a postcard, reading a newspaper ad, a magazine ad, Google search, you know, a banner that says, you know, for need pest control, call this number. So when the person picks up the phone, calls that number, that would generate an action, whether it's on a duration, so 30 seconds, they have to be on the call, two minutes, what have you. But that is essentially paper call. It's somebody calling into um, a uh, in, into a number so that that you'll get paid on that action. So you basically, just like you're bringing somebody in for filling out a lead, instead they're picking up the phone and making a phone call. And, and the, we've been in paper call since 2007, John.
1: And uh, and have you seen have you seen that environment change at all?
0: Oh, of course. I mean, a lot of the big markets up up uh, until this this uh, challenge happened. I can't say the words uh, um, because otherwise YouTube somehow doesn't let us publish. <laughs> so up until March. Um, we saw, um, a lot of travel, a lot of cruises, you know, those were, those were big Disney cruise line was a big client for us. Uh, and that's all gone right now, obviously, because we don't know when a next cruise will be. So it's, it's now more, a lot more services, uh, life insurance, health insurance, you know, home remodeling because people are home. So it's funny. I went back to, uh, an old neighborhood in Redondo beach that, uh, that I used to have a place at, um, by the ocean and my, my the six-year-old was nostalgic. She's like, Oh, can we go back there for, you know, for a day? So we went back and I looked at the old complex that I had a place in and literally every patio had all this expansive furniture on it. And I was like, wow. So yeah, because of this time, people are just improving. It doesn't matter if you live in an apartment or what have you, everybody's doing the D, uh, D, DIY. Right. So it's.
1: They're all definitely staying, staying at home and stuff. So yeah. Um, question about, uh, you know, the uh, so the so paper call people actually they, they want you to call it, so they they sign up or to get a phone call or some type of a, well, of
0: a it, it depends. They could they could sign up a lead and say, Give me a call, or they could just um, Google. Let's take our motor vehicle uh, accident uh, campaign we talked about earlier. You know, you Google in a car crash, you need a car attorney. You probably don't want to fill out a form, you probably want to talk to an attorney now. So we displayed a number on there. You can click it from your phone to call. It'll just say, you know, you tap it and it'll say call. So you can call right there. And then depending on what the duration is, once the call connects to the law firm, you'll get paid on that duration, whether it's a minute, two minutes. And that's the beauty of paper call, John, is unlike leads, where if I sell you a lead, um, depending on what qualifiers I give you, you could still say, Kevin, these leads don't work for me. With a phone call, I would say, John, How many minutes do you feel you need to qualify a client? I'm not going to charge you for any unqualified clients. How many minutes do you need so that the call is qualified? So you say, Kevin, I need four minutes. Okay, John, you have four minutes. So four minutes, I'm going to charge you X. So every call that comes in, you don't pay anything for. I'll bear the cost. But once it hits four minutes, you will pay this for that call. Mm -hmm. So that's the beauty of it. And that's what I like um, is that you can really deliver a very qualified prospect to your uh your client.
1: Well, we talked a little bit before about uh, about you know health insurance and uh, yep. Medicare and supplemental plans and and there's so much unknown out there and it seems like it's a moving goalpost. Uh, but you've got some concrete information on how this whole thing works.
0: Well, sure. We're we're entering a really big time right now in paper call in the health sector. Uh, you have uh, something called AEP, which is coming up October fifteenth where basically it's an open enrollment where you can make changes on your Medicare or your health plan. So essentially for nine months out of the year, you can't really do much, but for this three month period, you can make those changes. So that increases the call volume dramatically. In the industry and in all the consumer pieces, people are like, Oh, I can make a change. I mean, off camera, John, you and I spoke and you're like, Oh, I can do that. Yeah, you can do that. So that, that runs, Technically, October fifteenth to December thirteenth, and then December thirteenth for a month, something kicks in called uh, OEP, which is Open Enrollment Period, which then you can change your plan and make any changes whatsoever. So that really increases the uh, the calls coming in in those two segments of the market. There are a lot of changes this year as far as compliance data. A lot of the big carriers want you to post your data in real time. So if you took a lead, they want that lead to be posted as you send the call in so they can verify. So as your call comes in, it says, John Fondy has all your information and everything for the agent. Um, And that's what created quite a challenge with us getting our, uh, our teams to work with us to do that. But uh, it's, yeah, it's a very huge opportunity, but not, not, not for the weak hearted.
1: Well, I've had the had the option of uh, having some choices now, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my plans the way they are, but I'm going to add a couple of items to them. And so I'm starting my research now as to what Perfect. And just
0: hit me up on October 15th, and I'll give you a number to call, and I'll get paid for the call. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Can I make payments on that call? <laughs> no, I'll give you half the call back.
1: <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> um, well, that's – I mean, that's kind of the thing now. So – so basically, so it's time right now, if you don't have your plan in place right now as to how you're going to approach uh, these potential uh, uh, buyers out there, you're, you're almost behind the eight goal already.
0: Yeah, we've been planning for three and a half months already for open enrollment um, because there is a lot of planning, <laughs> uh, understanding where you're going to get your data from to be compliant because there are you know, many, many pitfalls out there. We, we spoke about it earlier as far as verifying your data using journey or a trusted form, making sure that the data that you're getting or your partners is using is legitimate data. Because that's the same, same thing that we talked about with the like audiences. Somebody could sell you a file from the phone book, essentially, and be like, yep, these are all people that said they want health insurance. And now this phone room is dialing on them. Each one of those could be a TCPA violation, Telecommunications Privacy Act. Um, and you could be fined $7,500 per call. So it's very serious. And you have those serial litigators, as we've run into in the past, same thing with email, um, that that's all they do is they sue on phone calls. So they get phone calls coming in um, and they file suit, you know, and, and a lot of bait as well, where they'll, they'll call. So they'll see our number, they'll call our number, and then they'll hang up. And then the advertiser who's like, oh, that was, that was a good call. They'll call them back. That's a TCPA violation.
1: Oh, I see. So yeah,
0: so basically entrapment, but unfortunately the laws aren't written that way, where, um, you, you can get caught up in that. We got caught up in one a few years ago. It cost us about one hundred and fifty thousand to defend. We won, but it cost us one hundred and fifty thousand to defend.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a that's a tough dinner and a tip to pay, but at least. Yeah. It- you know, worked out for you. And I think it works both ways for marketers as well as for buyers. It's time to start thinking about this now because there's a there's a hard cutoff to both of these programs.
0: There is. And also, if you don't um, secure your relationships now, what happened, I can at least speak from last opening moment, was it becomes a buy, buying frenzy. So just like a traditional auction, as the buyers all want these calls, the rates keep going up. So I'm delivering calls right now for health insurance. Call it $50 a call. All of a sudden, open enrollment, guys are like, Kevin, I'll pay $55. The next guy says, Kevin, I'll pay 60 And they just raise it as high as they possibly can to get those calls because everybody needs those calls. So that's where, at least for us, we're securing all our relationships now so that we are set all the way through open enrollment.
1: Uh, well, we got through it again, another internet marketing masterclass. You know, we're uh, trailblazers we out there, man. So, uh, awesome we're, we're any happy. any
0: questions just email me kevin at xy the number and i will answer any questions you have in and exchange for uh, five stars
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true you gotta have those five stars and uh and we mentioned this at the beginning of the show this is a non-advertiser supported show so uh you can show us some love out there by giving us those five stars out there and uh the google podcast and and listen to us on Spotify and some other, um, podcast sites, but we've got, uh, I mean,
0: Apple, Apple Podcast, not Google.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, I'll get it right. Another 26 Apple
0: podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, just look up internet traffic Kings or internettraffickings.com. You can go yes. there as well. All our episodes are there.
1: And, um, and also, you know, just leave it, leave us a note if you like us to answer a question we haven't had Kevin on the hot seat for a while so we'll look forward to putting him back on the hot seat a little bit and uh and uh hope it cools off for you a little bit by the time this uh this show airs um hopefully we've got the smoke out of the air we've got uh temperatures coming down and we can get into a little fall
0: season it could be worse we could be in Colorado 33 degrees yesterday in the snowstorm
1: yeah, it dropped, what, like 60 degrees in one yeah. day or something yeah. like that. And uh, Yeah, that's
0: and, that's and, what I remember about Colorado in the summer. I was out there quite a bit uh, over the years. You know, great, you know, wear, wear shorts in the day, and then at night, you know, you better put your mittens on. <laughs> it's, it's crazy.
1: You get smitten in your mitten as well. That's it. That's it. <laughs> anyway, well, Kevin, what do you say we do this again next week?
0: Sounds good. Always a pleasure, John. This yeah, has been pleasure great. Pleasure with
1: you. I want to thank our team back there handling the ones and twos with our technical. Uh, stuff going as well, and want to remind you guys, I'm the I'm the big Fabu. I'm John Fondy, broadcasting from the campus of UMOB right here in Smoky Las Vegas. But anyway, uh, we'll leave the key under the mat. You guys are always welcome. We'll see you next time on Internet Traffic News.
0: The opinions expressed on this program